0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love.
2: Hey, okay. good afternoon everybody and welcome to this media conference with Calvin Phillips. Um, as ever, if you can use the microphone provided to make sure it's switched on and state your name and the media outlet you work for. Um, when we're ready, we'll start with Rob Dorsett from Sky Sports News.
3: Hi,
0: hey. Hey, Calvin. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, mate. Um, you've played in the Euros final against Italy, which was a huge, huge match. How does a, a World Cup quarter final against the World Champions France compare?
3: Yeah, obviously... You know, I didn't obviously believe that I'd be able to play in these games, but you know, without, with the work hard, the hard work that I've done, um, you know, I got the chance to be involved in the squad, and you know, hopefully, make an appearance against
0: France. You didn't believe you'd, you'd be fit for the, what for the tournament, or
3: no? I think I think it was just obviously, you know, we weren't being injured so much over the past um, year or so, and then obviously having the shoulder injury just before. Um, obviously, deep down, there was always a chance that I wasn't going to be involved, and I kind of just settled with that once I had the operation. I just thought, if anything, I'm just going to work as hard as, po- hard as possible to get back fit for, you know, after the World Cup, and you know, luckily I was involved and I'm fit enough now. So, uh,
0: how how has your World Cup experience been so far, with all of that in mind? Because obviously, you were such a key part of England's run all the way to the final of the Euros. You, you never missed a minute. But because of this shoulder injury, you've had to take a bit of a bit part in this one. You haven't started any of the matches. Does that make it a very different experience from your perspective? Um, Not really. I'm still
3: enjoying it. I'm still, you know, having loads of fun. Obviously, I'm not playing as much, which you know it can be frustrating. Um, But when you look at the players that are playing in front of me and um, how well they're playing, then I can't really argue. I've just got to keep on working hard and. Um, make sure I get fitter and fitter throughout, you know, the weeks I've been training and um, you know, when I come on try and make that impact or try and, you know, be as solid as you know, as I possibly can to, you know, help the team. Declan
0: Rice missed training yesterday. If he's not fit and available, you ready to go?
3: Yeah, um but I believe Deck is fit anyway, he's back in training today and, you know, he felt fine. So um yeah, if you know, if all goes wrong and uh deck wouldn't be fit then, you know, obviously I'd do my best to try and complete the ninety minutes, yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Hiya. Hi
4: yeah. Um Raheem Sterling comes back tomorrow. How much of a lift will that be for you guys?
3: Yeah, a massive lift. Um Raheem's an amazing player and obviously had to fly home to deal with what's gone on and you know we're just happy that everything's alright and you know you can rejoin us and Know, play a big part in in the next game, which we we're really looking forward to.
4: It's his birthday today. Have any of you sent messages? Have you spoken to him? How is he?
3: It's Raz's birthday today. Yeah, I didn't know.
4: <laughs> so take it you haven't
3: messaged him. Then. No, I, I haven't messaged him yet, but I'll make sure that I go out one way to message him.
4: Um, obviously you say uh, Declan's trained today. Mm-hmm. Um, from a personal point of view, you know, you're obviously fighting for that position. Um. How how does it sit with you to be a kind of player that can just come on at the end of games and get the minutes under your belt? Are you finding that's okay for you? Or is there a part of you that's a bit like, I, I played such a bigger part than this in the Euros? No,
3: nah, it's not the fact that I played so much in the Euros. It's more the fact that I just, I want to play as much, many minutes as possible. So, you know, regardless whether, you know, I'm playing or Dex playing, we're both, you know, really good friends. and We both know that it's, whatever we can do for the team then we'll do it and if one player is not able to do that then obviously the other player will do their best to do so so yeah regards to obviously playing in the Euros it's probably it's a little bit frustrating knowing that you know I'm, I've not played as many minutes but you know I just remind myself that I have come very far to to be in this position after getting the operation and you know I am still trying to build up my fitness even now um, and obviously, you know, when given a chance, hopefully, I can, I can build on that as well.
4: In France, world champions in a quarter final of a World Cup, you must be chomping at the bit to get on that pitch.
3: Yeah, obviously, it's it's a massive game, um, very exciting game, and it's going to be a very tough game as well. Um, you know, every player in these situations will want to be on the pitch and playing, and you know, if you're not, you just try and do your best. To support the boys and when you get when you are eventually involved then you know hopefully you can play well so yeah i'm just looking forward to the atmosphere and then the occasion as well hi calvin uh, you're lucky enough to play with some of the best players of of this the new generation both yeah. in your club and your country and you're playing against one tomorrow as well so my question is if you had to start one bench
2: one and sell one out of Erling Haaland, Jude Bellingham and Kylian Mbappe, what do you do?
3: What do you say, start one, bench one and sell one? Yeah. <sighs> I'd start... Oh my God. I'm going to have to say I'd start Jude. Love Erling. But I reckon if he came off the bench then he'd still get in that trick anyway and then sell Mbappe because he'd probably get the most money, so...
4: Good answer, thanks.
5: <laughs> Calvin, a really special moments at uh, full-time at the Albati Stadium, uh, Sweet Caroline being sung as it was again in the Women's Euros in the, in the summer. It's a bit of home advantage. Two games now, it's starting to feel pretty familiar to the team, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's um, obviously the support through the group stage has been amazing, but especially the Wales game and the Um, Senegal game has been you know, it's been massive for us and obviously I don't want to sound a bit too cliche but it's been like the 12th man pushing us on and um, yeah, they've been amazing obviously seeing all the reactions to the fans back home as well has really given us a lift so you know, hopefully we can keep making them happy and keep um, helping them party back home and uh, carry on in this tournament so
5: Playing in the back four really well at the moment, but back three during the Euros really helped keep the ball and some of the tougher opposition, yes, the word, more pragmatic, but against big teams when it mattered, that helped. Because you were so consistent in that, would you be very comfortable? at the team quite comfortably switching between different formations at the moment?
3: Yeah, I think, for me, um, when I played at Leeds, I played under a manager that changed formation every time every fifteen minutes. So you know, I was quite used to changing formation. Obviously I played in that deeper number four role but, you know, I did change position positions quite a lot. I played centre half and and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like obviously if if that happened during a game or if we needed to change formation, um, yeah I'd be I'd be very comfortable doing it. So
5: and you mentioned a certain Marcelo Bielsa there, Mm. who um, has also been briefing other teams in the build-up to this tournament. He gets all the respect in the world, got you all promoted at Leeds, uh, (laughs) but hasn't won a major tournament. Gareth Southgate's got England all the way to the semi-finals of a World Cup and the finals of a Euros, and people don't think he can make the big decisions. Uh, What's your interpretation of that from the mind of Marcelo Bielsa to Gareth Southgate? How do they compare, or what similarities do they have?
3: Um... They're very obviously very different, but you know I think people underestimate how good a manager Gareth Southgate is. Um, you know, he's, for the last three years I've been with England, um, he's been amazing. He's done really well. Obviously, the summer we didn't have great results, but you know you could put that down to many different reasons. Um, but I think what he's done with his team and how he's nurtured the team into you know winning games and being one of the best uh, countries in the world that play football um you know a lot of people don't give him, give him credit for that and you know you can't forget that he's got very tough decisions to make as well where if players not obviously unbelievable players that maybe be on the bench and not playing and then, um, you know leaving them out as well so you know he's very obviously I understand that it's a very hard position that Gareth's in um but I think he's He's been unbelievable um, since I've been with England. And um, the way he treats us all, he's an unbelievable man-manager. Um, and obviously he's got great coaching staff around him as well, which helps us a lot.
5: Kyle Walker, how fast is he? Is that pace all back?
3: Yeah, Kyle Walker is the quickest player I've ever seen play football. So, nice. A lot of people obviously ask that question, how fast is he? But... You know, you can't really put it into words how quick he is. You've just got you to see him out on the training pitch or, you know, 1v1 against a really quick player as well, which, you know, we'll see in a few days.
5: And there was a lot of talk about question marks over Harry Maguire, but there was question marks really about the partnership he had with with John, and he's had an excellent tournament as well. How much has that have you seen at club level that you're unsurprised about now? Who, John? Yeah.
3: No, I think I believe that John's one of the best centre half in the world right now. Um, I'm not just saying it because he's at England and because you know I'm good friends with him. Or he plays for Man City. I genuinely believe that you know he's one of the best centre halves in the game at this moment in time. And um, I think you know the way he plays at City, he's brought into this England team, and he just seems so comfortable doing that. And um, you know, he's very composed on the ball, obviously defends really well, and, you know, going forward, is probably one of the best centre-halves you can you can have distributing the ball. So, um, for me, um, I believe, you know, Johnny's one of the best centre-halves in the world right now, and his partnership with Harry is an, an amazing partnership as well. They understand each other so well, and, you know, they obviously feed off each other, help each other out in certain situations, and, you know, I think... You know, as of now, it's been probably the best centre-half partnership in the World Cup. So.
5: You've got the biggest smile on your face with just the mention that you could play in this. Uh, it seems like it's more a case of less trepidation that this could be the final that's come early and more counting the sleeps to the moment.
3: No, obviously, we're all very excited. We know it's going to be a massive game. Um, and I think every one of us you know, is, is excited to just get out there and um, try and... Try and do his best for the country and make the country proud and make ourselves proud as well. So, you know, it's a game that we're all looking forward to. And, um, yeah, obviously we look at each game one at a time. So, you know, it's France in a few days. And then hopefully after that, we'll play whoever's, whoever's next.
2: how Hi, Calvin. Um, we've already seen two penalty shootouts in this tournament. Um, how's the team feeling about maybe having a penalty shootout in the France game? And have players talked about who's up to take a pen?
3: Um, I think over the tournament, we've practiced quite a lot of the penalties in, in real situations. Um, we've obviously lined up as two teams and took penalties as if it was going to happen tomorrow. So um, now I think. You know we're very confident in ourselves. If it did go to a penalty shootout, um, we're very confident in ourselves to to make that difference to obviously win the game. So, and we've got amazing penalty takers anyway. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully it don't go to that. But if it does, we're very confident. So, are you up to take a pen? Am I? I think I'm. To be honest, I'm. I'm very easy. I'm kind of an easy person. You know, if guy said to me, yeah, the first penalty take, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. If he said to me, you're not taking a penalty, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. So, you know, if he tells me to take a penalty, i will take a penalty. If if you do not then, you know, good luck to the rest of the lads that are.
2: And Kyle Walker talked about Dave the Cat yesterday, and you were pictured with Dave and John together. So is he like a, a Yorkshire player's cat from Man City?
3: <laughs> I think he's his little mascot now. He's been walking around with an England shirt on um, for the last few days um but yeah we kind of kind of took him under his wing when we first got there and we were sat in the corner and he just strolled over and started meowing at us so we started feeding him and trying to make him a little bit bigger and um yeah he's he's, he's still getting fed and um yeah he's still doing well so.
2: Hi Calvin, Uh, David from uh, Radio France International. Uh, Yesterday there were a lot of questions related to uh, Kyle Walker and uh, Kylian Mbappé. Um, Some French fans reacted by saying that uh, Mbappé has just to attack Maguire if he wants to score goals. Are you um, still surprised by the level of mockeries that target uh, Maguire? And um, of course Maguire is a big boy and a great professional, but... um, did you guys, at some point, to, um, to protect and support him from all uh, these attacks?
3: No, 100%. Um, yeah, I know Harry Maguire has not played as much football as what he, he probably would have liked to this season, and he does get a little stick, which I think is very undeserved. Um, I think he's a top professional and a great footballer, and all you have to do is watch, you know, England in major tournaments, and you know when he plays for Manchester United, I think. You know he's one of the best defenders and I think for England he's been um, you know one of the top defenders for a long long time and especially in tournament level he's always been that player that you know when we've got set pieces or you know when we need to block or when it, we need when anybody needs to make a challenge he's always the first one to do it and um, he's always the first one to get his head to the ball obviously he's scored some very important goals as well and you know I think a lot of people kind of Because he's been obviously mocked quite a lot the past few years, I think he's just the first one to go to if you know anything bad happened in the England team, he'd be the first one to be uh, for anything to be said about. So yeah, it's very undeserved. And you know, like I said, I think if you look at the major tournaments he's played in and how well he's done, then how you can't really mock him because he's been unbelievable. So hi, Calvin, Joe from Sky News. Obviously, it's been a Quite a, a tough few months for you since the move to Manchester City because of the injury, and not starting in this tournament uh, as you would have hoped. How have you kept positive mentally through this period? Um, just with the lads around me, to be honest. Obviously, I've seen my family as well, um, which has been a big boost. But you know, I think you know the lads that I've been training with every day. But also, you know, I'm played as much as what they would liked and haven't started you know, they've kept me going through it. And, you know, there's been a couple of days where I've obviously gone into training feeling down because, you know, I felt like, you know, I could have played or, you know, I wanted to be on the pitch and it didn't quite happen. Um, you know, they've always had their arm around me and helped me a little bit. And, you know, same with my family as well. I think, you know, the time that I spent with my family has just been, you know, quality time to just take your mind off stuff like this. And... Um, you help you just reset, and when you get back into camp, obviously I've been a lot happier. So, um, yeah, I think you know the lads have been great with me, and um, you know, obviously you do get frustrated sometimes, but you know you you got to look at the bigger picture and the bigger picture is how the team progress and how you can play that little role in the team that will help them every single day, and you know I'm prepared to do that. So.
1: Hi, I'm Edson Viana from TV Global Brazil. Uh, good afternoon. Habio uh, said yesterday that this is a match that could be decided in the midfiel- midfield because of the characteristics of the players. Do you agree with that? What do you think that could decide this match?
3: Um, obviously, I think any game really is decided by you know the middle of the park and who's playing in the middle. But you know it's still 11 England players against 11 France players, so you know regardless of whether. You know, one midfield is on top of the other. We've still got, you know, a lot more of players that can make a difference. So, you know, we know it's going to make it's going to be an amazing game. It's going to be a very tough game, and um, like I said before, we are looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a tough challenge, but you know, I think everyone in this England comes up for it and ready to ready to play if if called upon.
1: And uh, when there's a match with a player like Messi, Mbappe, Harry Kane, Neymar, this huge guys. How does that affect the defense of the other team, the motivation to face a guy like that? Of course, there's 11 French guys, as you said, but uh, with a guys with this size, how does that affect the team? Thank you.
3: Um, to be honest, it really affected us that much. Obviously, we know that Mbappe is, you know, a good player and he's been one of the top players for the last few years and he's probably going to be, you know, one of the best players in the world. Um, but we just focus on what we've got to do and you know, how we can stop not just Mbappe but, you know, Giroud, Griezmann, you know, everybody from their team and you know, that's the tactics we've been working on is not just to stop Mbappe but to stop a full team and um you know, if if there's anyone that I'd like to put up against Mbappe to, to stop him it's Kyle Walker because I believe that, you know, he's an unbelievable defender and um probably the only one that's quicker than him as well, so um, yeah, obviously we're looking forward to the game and it'll be a
1: tough match. Hi,
4: Kelvin. Welcome to the French TV. Sorry for my, for my accent, French accent. No worries. Um, just a question about the midfield too. Uh, we all speak about Walker and Mbappe, but it will be a big battle on the midfield against French team. What could be for you the best midfield of the England team to try to beat the French team?
3: Um, that's an hard question, to be honest. I think, you know, the lads that have been playing, you know, regularly throughout the group stage, I think Dech, John Anderson, and, um, Jude Bellingham have done unbelievably well. Um, but you never know. I think, you know, they're the three right now that, obviously, I'd choose to play in that game. Hey, runners. Um, I'd choose to play in that game, um... Just because, you know, they've done so well so far, and um, yeah, had, we've had really good good results since uh, since they've been in the team. So, but I think anybody who gets called upon, whether it's me, whether it's Mason, whether it's um, anybody else, uh, Connor Gallagher, um, I think we'd be ready for the challenge, and you know, be ready to do everything to make make the team, you know, be successful. Hi, Calvin. (coughs) Sorry.
2: Hi, Calvin. Oliver Kay from The Athletic. Um, When you look at the teams who've won recent tournaments, Spain, Germany, Portugal, France, Italy, and the way they've gone about it, are there things you can learn from those teams, tactically, psychologically, so on? And have you and the staff spoken about that and about France in 2018 in particular?
3: Um, We just obviously spoke about. You know every team that's won a major tournament in the last ten or so years, how good their defensive record's been and how clinical has been at the other over end of the pitch and I think we went through so many different teams, even club teams as well, and you know the average goals are conceded throughout a tournament or throughout a season, and you know we want to try and better that and if we can get along them lines and along that yeah. Um, Along them numbers, and you know, there's no reason why we can't go all the way, and you know, eventually win the World Cup. And you know, we've spoke about it as a team, and you know, we all know that you know, conceding goals isn't what we want to do. And I think so far we've done it very. We've kept goals out very well, kept a lot of clean sheets, and um, scoring goals as well. You know, with the players that we've got, we've been we've got unbelievable talent, and players that can score goals in any moment. So. You know we're very confident in ourselves
2: when you say you've gone through that is that was that some kind of presentation or
3: yeah it was like a meeting when we it was like a 25 30 minute meeting that we went through and just about our our identity how we wanted to play and how we wanted to you know progress in the tournament and you know we've hit we've hit the marks and we're doing really well at the moment and hopefully we can keep it going
2: and um on a different note, it has emerged over the past twenty four hours that um a migrant worker died at one of the team camps, one of the other team camps mm-hmm. while the competition has been going on. I just wondered is that does that news filter through to the players? Is it something you'd heard about and you know, what's what's the reaction when you when you hear about something like that and the backdrop of you know Questions about workers' rights and the deaths of the number of workers involved in World Cup related projects
3: yeah obviously it's very sad news um, it's not any it's not something that you know anybody wants to hear and you know we've not really I've not heard anything about it until now um, but yeah obviously there's not much I can say on it because I don't really know too much about it but um, you know we are very sorry for the for the loss and Obviously, as a team, we send our condolences to whoever's been affected.
2: Hi, Calvin. Mark Mambryans from PA. Can I just, um, back to Raheem quickly, if I could. G- given what happened back home, is that heightened concerns for you and, and other players in the squad?
3: Um, yeah, I think you know, once one player goes through it, then there's always that thought in your back of the mind that you know, it might happen to you or it could happen to somebody else. Yeah. It's not a really nice feeling, obviously. You know, when you're so far away from home and you've got family at home and stuff like that, it's not a great feeling, and not really much we can do about it. But you know, I think, obviously Raheem feels good enough now to join us, join back with us, and we're very happy about that. And just happy that you know his family are okay, and um, you know he's all right to come back and join us. Have there been conversations with the with the FA about about security measures and things like that? Not that I know of, no.
2: Okay, we've got two more left in this live section. Jerry, and then Jeremy, over here.
3: Thanks, Andy. Hi, Kelvin. Um, Just talking about the fans. Marcus Rashford, as in the Lions' den, described them as they could be uh, difference makers in tight games, particularly at this key part of the tournament. What experience have you had of that kind of thing—the lift of the fans—and also? The uh, organising committee in the last few days has lifted some visa
0: restrictions for the Gulf area so that people can come out and make it easier for people to get tickets and come out. That obviously applies to a lot of expats in the area.
3: I was wondering if you could give them a message, you know, come on out here, support England in the big game. No, obviously, um, if you are one of them people that are wanting tickets to come to England, then, you know, please do so because you will make the difference, you will be... You know, one of the many that will eventually make the difference, and hopefully be a massive part in history for us. And um, you know, I urge you to come out, come out and support us, because you know, over the last few games, while obviously being on the sideline and experiencing the atmosphere and how happy it's made the England fans, and obviously seeing all the videos back home as well, it's it's an amazing feeling, and you know, a pleasure to be representing this country at um, a World Cup. So. You know, if you do get the chance to get a ticket to a game, then I'd definitely make it the first on your bucket list. So, thanks, Jerry. And Jeremy,
2: right. thanks, thanks. So Jeremy Armstrong from the Daily Mirror. And um, literally just before we came in, there was an image of uh, Robbie Williams in the camp last <laughs> night. Um, so it's just a, I have a, a very brief question about you know what he did, where, how you engage with him, have you got to see him, what your thoughts were on that, and on a broader and a broader sweep, kind of how you've switched off if you like, if you timed home you know, how you kind of, you, you manage to keep in touch with people back home, whether by FaceTime or just, 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 um, getting the chance to relax, I suppose, how you manage to do that, apart from Mr. Williams? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, Robbie was here with us last night, he was, um, just by the pool, he sang us a few songs and, you know, it was a really good night, um, had a chance to obviously chat to him and he's obviously an unbelievably talented person but a really nice person as well and along with everyone so you know it's a pleasure to have him and obviously you know knowing how big he is in the world and how well he's doing it's obviously an honour, obviously to have met him and spoke to him as well and regarding your question of uh, cooling down and you know taking your mind off things uh, most of my family have actually traveled uh, to a time well not most of them but um, a good number of them so um, whenever I've had chance, I've always gone to go see them and um, spend time with them and obviously my other family at home. I've timed them, obviously it was my birthday last week, so um, I got a lot of messages and phone calls from family, which is obviously a nice thing as well, so um, yeah, just spend as much time as possible with my family and um, try to relax that way and if not then spend time with the lads and, and done it that way, so yeah, it's been obviously a good few weeks and um, it's been quite long, but you know, I'm hoping that'll go on for another couple of weeks as well. So
1: Thanks everyone. That ends the live section. We'll now move on. Prize picks is Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details.
4: Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery.